The Hebrew Order of David is one of our community's oldest and most established global outreach organizations. Join Stan Claff for the next hour as he explores the issues facing the men in the community. The HOD Hour is a fundraising initiative for the HOD. Welcome to the HOD Hour with Stan Claff. This is the HOD Hour with Stan Claff. I'm Stan Claff and it's good to be with you and with me tonight. I'm privileged to have Rabbi Daniel Brody who, as all of you know, wrote the book, How to, uh, sorry, Learn Shabbos on, in three minutes a day. Just three minutes a day. But tonight we're going to talk about something completely different because Rabbi Brody just came back from Dafyomi in America after seven and a half years of study. Well, he studied before that, besides that, to become a rabbi. I suppose this was additional study every day. For 2,711 days. And uh, welcome, Rabbi, and uh, tell us a little bit about the experience. But just be, I think let's inform the listeners about what Dafyomi is. Stan, uh, it's just wonderful to be here. And thanks uh, for having me over here. Just to clarify, I wasn't in America, ah. I, was in, uh, I was in Israel where we live, but, um, but it was also super-duper in, in Israel too. There was a big celebration. So I'll explain to you what Daf Yoimi is, and, um, and, and you have to understand the magnitude of this thing because it's just absolutely incredible. We had a, a party now a, a week or two ago um, where about 200,000 people probably around the world finish the entire Talmud, learning the entire Talmud. So if, if one can understand, you know, the, the, the Torah is a matanah. The Torah is a present that Hashem gave us. And if one just thinks about this, so then one will understand that if you look at the entire world, there's 7 billion people in the world, and here's 200,000 people who are taking this gift that Hashem gave them and making it into the most special and important thing in their lives. And so it's a, it's a dedication. <clears throat> yeah, no, listen, it's a, it's, it's a lot of hard work. Let nobody tell you otherwise. It is a lot of hard work. But to understand that this is a great covet for Hashem, it's a great honor for Hashem. Because when somebody gives you a gift and they see that you're using that gift, so then it shows them that you value that gift. And therefore, uh, when you see that 200,000, it could be more, but 200,000 people went and took this gift that Hashem gave them. So this is like the beacon of light of the entire world. That you've got 7 billion people and 200,000 people are taking the most precious thing that Hashem gave us and are using it day in, day out. Now you asked me to introduce what actually is Daf Yoimi. So the first thing you have to understand is what is a Daf? Okay, Duff is a page, or as they oh. say, a blot in v Yiddish. Oh, very good. <laughs> right, so Duff is a page, and exactly like you said, a blot. But it's not just one page, it's a double-sided page. Right. Okay. Um, now. And Yomi is daily. Yep. Every day, so, so a page it a, a day. Uh, yeah, so it's a double-sided page every single day. Now, this um, was started, uh, give or take, about 100 years ago by Romeo Shapiro. And he recognized the importance of learning Torah, and in particular the Talmud, every single day. And his, the, you know, what he actually had in mind was that when two Yidden would meet, they would be able to talk on the same topic of Talmud. You see, it's a, it's, it's, to, to, just one word of Torah is incredible. The Torah, the, 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 the Mishnah says, it says uh, in the Payan and the Yerushalmi, says, Talmud Torah keneged kulam. Of all the mitzvahs, Talmud Torah is almost like, it's like all of them. Okay, so if you can imagine, if you say one word of Torah, the Gon, the Vilna Gon explains over there, that each word of Torah is worth 613 mitzvahs. Okay, so if you imagine how many words of Torah you say in a minute, let's say in two minutes, you do the calculations, you've got, uh, you know, over time you're going to get thousands and thousands of, of, of mitzvahs. Torah is, the mitzvah of learning Torah is a huge mitzvah. And, uh, and what Ramel Shapiro had in mind is that when two Yidden would get together, they would go and 
engage each other on the mitzvah of learning Torah. And that again would bring out the honor of Hashem, that Hashem gave us this huge matona, this huge gift. So let's, can we just put it into a little bit into perspective? We're talking about 2,711 pages or two, two double pages. I mean, most people can't keep a diary for a year, which is a page a day, 365 days. So how do you track it? How do you, because obviously everybody is doing the same piece every day, the same duff every single day. And so you're all, you can have that discussion. So if you have learned in the morning or the afternoon, right. I don't know if there's a specific time, but yeah. you, you then are able to discuss it on that, at that particular, on that particular day. So, I mean, 2000s, that's seven and a half years of doing it every day. And it's only, and now it's in a rotation, which is something like 30 days old. So if you better get on the bus, if you want to start studying now. <laughs> and so in, in that perspective, I mean, the difference between the Talmud and the Torah is the Torah is actually written and you go through it every week and it takes you the cycle of a year mm. to pr process through it. But the Talmud is this sort of really oral, but the discussion between and the opinions of different Rabbonians. So it includes the Gomorrah and all of those uh, uh, opinions about, you know, and, and, and discussion that you, because I, I used to attend a group which you met, met to discuss Gomorrah, but it was once a week, so it would have taken me 2,711 <laughs> weeks <laughs> to get through it. Yeah. So, okay, having put that in perspective, so you started this Nearly eight years ago now, I guess that's yeah. seven and a half years has passed. Yeah. And uh, it's an undertaking. And, and at the same time, simultaneously, two or 200 or 300,000 people around the world, and they're not, they're not all Jewish, that are, that are studying it as far as I understand. Because you don't have to be Jewish. And, I, you don't, and you don't have to, and it's not in Hebrew. Look, there's no, there's no mitzvah for a non-Jew to, to learn Torah. There's seven mitzvahs that a non-Jew uh, has to perform. Uh, or be aware of at least, uh, but there's no mitzvah for him to learn Torah and uh, or Talmud uh, and and Talmud as well. Um, so, but they are learning it. It could be, but our the the the, the people that made the siyum, I would assume, the people that made the siyum are you know pretty much 100 percent or or Jews. But just to, to just to put it into perspective like this. The Torah, in the written Torah, the five books that Moshe Rabbeinu got when he went up to Har Sinai, it is basically not understandable without the Talmud. In other words, it, the, the, in a certain sense, that five books is just the skeleton. And these 2,711 pages are the body that actually makes up the whole person, the whole of, of, of the Torah. You, you can't understand the Torah. You know, the Torah says if an if a, if a, if a ox will, you know, will, will, will gore another person, well, you know, what kind of ox are we dealing with? Is it the first time that it's done it before? You know, or, and who's now going to be liable for having, uh, you know, uh, looked after, you and know, who was the person and what was he doing yeah, there anyway? <laughs> right, hundred percent. And and in whose in whose property did this happen? You know, if it happened into 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 the the person whose ox, you know, if it's his own property, so what was the man doing there in the first place? If it was in 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 the public space in the middle of Times Square, so then who says then uh, that that when is? I'm just saying, you take one little detail, well, you know, one little detail of the Torah. When an ox will gore a person, you know, and that person dies, so the man will have to pay a certain amount. Now, how much, how much do you have to pay? Do you value it based on the person that was uh, killed or the person that is paying? Do you value it based on how does he pay? From the ox or not from the ox? There's a billion details. Without, uh, you know, learning Baba Kama, that's one of the masectors that deals with this, but you just, the, the, basically the Torah is going to be very vague. And so therefore, when Moshe Rabbeinu, now, not to be confused, when Moshe Rabbeinu went up the mountain, he got this oral law. Hashem taught him the whole Torah. So good morning, Brochus, he taught him the whole Torah. Right? Over the generations, that was passed down. He came and gave it to Yeshua, and Yeshua gave it to the elders, and the elders gave it to the men of the great assembly, and it was passed down generation to generation. But eventually, things started to get a little bit diluted. There wasn't enough... Um, connection to the 
to the, to the people teaching. And eventually, Rabbi Yehuda Nossi, one of the big rabbis, decided, listen, we're going to lose this thing, so we better write it down. So he wrote down the Mishnahs. And not long after that, a couple of hundred years later, Ravina and Ravashi decided that the discussions on those Mishnahs would have to be written down, because otherwise we're going to lose all, all these details. So all of it was given on Har Sinai to Moshe Rabbeinu, just over time, and it had to get written down. Now, 2,711 pages sounds a lot, and it is a lot of hard work. But it's just, it's just incredible. I, I just, there's just, I, it must have been, if not, one of the happiest days of my entire life to celebrate that I delved into the, uh, into the Torah of Hashem. And it just it spans, uh, you know, right from the beginning all the way to the end. Every facet of Judaism that you could possibly think of is sitting in the Talmud. So, whereas, you know, there's nothing wrong with learning, you know, and it's important to learn Chumash, to learn the five books. But without learning the, the, the meat and potatoes, the flesh that surrounds the skeleton, so things, you know, still remain quite a bit, you know, vague. So who... Who, who goes to learn this? I mean, who, who's it? It's open to everyone, obviously. I mean, not everyone, but it's open to sure. Jewish people. And it's, it's, you would go there. You, I mean, you don't go there. You, you have options. So you have, you can have books. You can listen to it online. I believe you can get a daily update, which you can listen to, which is, a, I presume is also part of the process if you can't get to it. And uh, I didn't even know how you would keep a record of it. But, uh, and what happens at the end? How do, how does somebody, at the end of seven, 2,711 days, know that you've actually completed this. There's no test. There's no, there's no uh, certificate that you get. It's an honor system. So, look, w w this, is not, uh, this is not university. It's not a college degree. Right. Okay, this is the gift that Hashem gave us. And um, to acquire Torah, the Mishnah Ava says that a person that acquires Torah, he, he acquires it forever. He acquires it for himself. He acquires it forever. Um, you know, there are organizations that do testing. I was tested for most, you know, certainly over half of the Shas. Every Shas is the, 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 the six books of the yes. Talmud. So that's, that means the whole Talmud, the whole, these, you know, like we, what we're talking about, the whole Dafyomi. I was tested on about uh, over half of it. Um, so there are, there are forms of, of testing. But the, the, the main thing to know is that when a person learns a daf a day, it affects his whole existence. His lifestyle will change because his mind will start thinking like the Ribbonah Shaloylam, like the creator of the world. In other words, in order to understand the world that Hashem, in the way that Hashem understands it, so you have to get in touch with the Talmud. Because that is the explanation of how Hashem wants you to understand the world. So when it says that an ox called a man, the Talmud is going to tell you exactly uh, what does that mean in Hashem's eyes. And ultimately, the more that you do that, the more you become, as if to say, Hashem-like. You almost become more sanctified. You become more kadosh. You become more holy. So, so it's not just that, you know, it's not like, okay, you get a certificate. That's not the pshat over here. That's not, that, 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 that's not what we're saying over here. What we're saying is that when you learn a daf a day, that becomes your life. It's not that you're learning, you know, you're just learning to, you know, achieve something. You're, you're learning to live with Hashem. And uh, I can't tell you, you know, how many times. I've got to tell you, let me give an example. I I'm going to give you an example that you will not believe, okay? But it's true. I learn with a person once a week, okay? And we learn the Gomorrah Kiddushin every, every week on Sunday. We've been doing this now for 10 years over Skype. And the, the other day he says to me, and he was on this radio station, uh, telling over the story too, that he was walking back from shul the other night and he heard a baby's cry, and he found that there was Nebuch, uh you know, unfortunately, but it, it was a baby in a in a packet. Somebody had abandoned their, a newborn baby, one day old, and uh, and and somehow he was able to look after it and he got it to hospital, and um, that was the that 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 was a, an amazing thing that happened to him and he was able to to save this child. 
But what, why am I telling you the story is because about two or three weeks just before then, he and I were learning a sugya. We are learning a part of the Gomorrah which talks about an Asufi. Asufi is, it talks about a person who was found in the middle of the market and nobody knows who his mother or his father is. Can you believe such a thing? I was learning, we learned together every Sunday night. Maybe two, three weeks ago, we were discussing this particular person. What do you do? Such a person, we don't know his mother, his father is, right? So first of all, we have to decide, is he a Jew? If he's a Jew, maybe he's a mumza because we don't know who his parents are. So maybe they, it's from a forbidden relationship. Maybe he's a convert. Can he marry a convert? We went into so many details about it. And now two weeks later, Hashem shows him that the, the, the very thing that he's learning has come alive. It's the most incredible thing. So we, so I'm saying to you that the daf is not just, you know, it's not like uh, you're learning a BA or BCom and, you know, boom, you get, uh, you get uh, a graduation. No. The Vortavia is that you actually live with the thing. That's the most amazing thing. And it just builds you and you start to think like the Ribbonah Shalom Kabiyachu. You start to think in the way, how, how do you view things, you know? The way that you view all the things that you, you see in the world, assimilation, anti-Semitism, or anything which is even contemporary, Shabbos, anything which is halachic, you just view in a completely different way because you're now dealing with the meat and potatoes. Now, you did ask, you asked me a question, how do you get to this thing? You know, how, how do you get to it? The truth is that there are so many shiurim today. You know, you can go pretty much any shul, almost, I'd say, you know, any, any, any most shuls today, that uh, have a focus on learning, on total learning, have a daf yomishia. Uh, you know, wherever you go, you got to understand it's, it's throughout the world. This, the, he had this idea, of Meir Shapiro had this idea that everybody should learn a daf, and now it's into its 14th cycle. It's uh, something which is uh, incredible. So throughout the world, in America, they, you know, they had in MetLife, like you said, they had in MetLife 90,000 pe- people that were celebrating. There are shiurim, and it doesn't mean you have to be a galenta yid. You don't need to be a huge talmud chokhim to do this, because you just need to put aside time for Torah. Uh, obviously, the more you put, you know, Torah is an investment, and this is what we were born to do. Like it says, Adam la yula, that a person was born to work. What do you mean he was born to work? He was born to work in Torah. So this is what we're supposed to be doing. But if a person sets aside half an hour for a shir, an hour for a shir every day, Hashem's going to say to him, Wow. You know, after, you know, 120 years, please, God, he's going to show to him, well, did you know how many minutes you accumulated? You accumulated seven and a half years over and over and over. It's an hour, up to an hour, and at any time of the day? You can, I'm telling you, you can find it all over. Today, especially with the internet, you can download it. I know someone in, in Ramat Beit Shemesh in, in, in Israel that he gives a share for 45 minutes in the show, and then he sends an eight-minute summary of the share right. about uh, 10, uh, you know, later in the afternoon. So it's, a, uh, it's, it's, it's just something which is incredible and it's very accessible. Um, of course, there are different levels that you can do it at. You know, uh, I was, I was uh, you know, uh, uh, for some other reason, Hashem has blessed me that I, I've been able to sit in the koilo and, and that's what I did for the first four hours of the, of, of, of the morning. You know, every single day, I learned with the same person every single day for seven and a half years. Not everybody gets that and, and I thank Hashem every day, you know, for such a privilege. But even still, the Gemara in Shabbos says that a person is going to be asked a number of questions when he gets up there. And one of the questions he's going to get asked is, did he you know, set aside time for learning Torah? So even if a person uh, goes to a shir, and even if he doesn't understand the whole shir, there is, there is a merit, there's something great about uh, attaching oneself to the duff. And as I said, the biggest impact is that it affects one's, um, one's thinking and one's lifestyle. So you're listening to the... H.O.D. Hour, the Hebrew Order of David. I'm Stan Cleff. I have as, as, I have as my guest tonight Rabbi Daniel Brody. He's on a visit to South Africa. If you want to participate in this discussion, you're welcome to send a telegram to 061-895-1019 or to send an SMS to 34519. Rabbi Daniel Brody wrote the book, Learn Shabbos in Three Minutes a Day. And I want to give away one of the books as a prize to somebody if you can answer this question, which is been, which I've been thinking about for many years, and the rabbi will be the judge as to the best answer. So what do you call a collection of rabbis? Like you have a pride of lions, you have a gaggle of geese. What do you call a total collection of rabbis? I know it's a rabbonim, 
But if you can send in uh, to the Telegram 061-895-1019 or 34519, we'll choose the best at the end and the rabbi will, will work out which is the best of the collective noun for a, a group of rabbis or rabbonim. And we're carrying on. We're talking about Daf Yomi. Uh, the rabbi has just completed the 2,711 days of, of uh, Talmud. And uh, we're talking about the impact on people's lives, what it means, why it's in the merit of Hashem, and so on. Um, so, Rabbi, come, coming back to your point, um, you said it's open to, you don't have to be a rabbi, you don't have to be a, you can just be somebody who understands, you can do it in English, so you're not, only do, you're not doing it in Hebrew. I suppose it helps if you can understand the Hebrew, but it's not necessary. And it's a daily dedication of more or less an hour. I suppose you can just study longer, but up to an hour of your time. And you keep up with a program, so you, you, you would know every day where you are in this program. It's not like keeping a diary. And I guess you would just tick off the days, and I'm sure you get so absorbed in this that after a while, you're not even looking at the days. You're just looking forward to, to, to learning that next portion and, and what comes next in the next chapter. Yeah, well, look, uh, I mean, to put it into perspective, I started again. <laughs> you know, uh, the, 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 the Torah is just so beautiful, you know, and, and even, you know, you can do it so many times, but it's, uh, you know what it is. The Gomorrah Nadevin says that when a, person, when, a, when a child suckles from its mother, so it tastes a new taste every time. That's why it's happy to suckle. And it uh, compares that to, to, to Torah. It's the same thing. Every time you open the Torah, you can see a new, you know, some new chiddish, a new novelty, uh, a new nuance uh, that you never knew before. So um, it is exciting. And one of the, it's very dynamic. The fact that you're doing a page a day means it's dynamic. So you don't uh, have to, you don't have to, you know, stay on one particular topic. Uh, you, you're going to move on every single day. Um, now, of course, there are different levels, you know, if, if you want to, you know, to, 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 to get to the bottom line of uh, any halacha or to, you know, the, any, any particular law or topic, you're going to have to drill down, you know, uh, it doesn't, you, you know, of course, you know, you can't think you know everything just because you did, a, you did the hour of the duff, you have to go, that's much further, there were sages that went and commented on each point of the of, of the Gomorrah, you know, they debate to no end. It's like a yum. The, that's why also the Torah is compared to mime, to water. That just it keeps going and going and going. And um, so, so one, one, one needs to know that, it's, it, you know, you may not get to the, to the ultimate bottom line. Uh, but, and that, should, that still needs to be studied, and one does have to uh, go into more depth. I suppose if, because you're, getting, you're intrigued, you would go further. I mean, there's probably books about books about books that... On each on each particular subject, so there's no end of, uh, of of material for you to go and study. It seems that it's uh, it's kind of it, it, from what I from what I understand from people who uh, I know that have done it, it kind of tugs at you and pulls you in. I'm half tempted to do it myself. I don't know if I would manage. Uh, you'll certainly manage. <laughs> yeah, you're not the first, and you're not going to be the last. Uh, you'll certainly manage, and there's no reason why not to do it. Uh, on the contrary, um, the, uh, the 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 Mishnah Perikava says that when a, you know a person shouldn't say when I'm free I'll learn, because maybe I'll never become free. You know, maybe you'll never have uh, free time. No, you make time, and I'm telling you that this will change your life. It will make your life uh, that much more. Um, just it will give a certain purpose. It will make your life so much more purposeful, and you'll be living. Uh, with Hashem, and that's gonna it impacts the family. Uh, you know, I, 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 you know, I have to say uh, publicly, you know, one can't do it without the rest of the family. You know, appreciating this, and it takes a bit of time for them to, you know, uh, appreciate sometimes, uh, because obviously, you know, if you go out and you go and listen to the shir, it's all exciting, and uh, and, and they wonder why you weren't home for the hour. <laughs> no, well, I think if most people want to try and do it today with technology, I would guess that. The most convenient way, I don't know if that's the best way, but the most convenient way would be to hit the internet and find an appropriate mentor or somebody who's done it. I know there are a number of them that you can go to, and uh, I don't think there's a cost attached in most of them. So you could get involved and you could 
listen to it every morning or every evening or spend a bit of time. Um, we spend a lot of time watching TV, I suppose. Uh, one more, one less hour of watching Trump being impeached. It's not going to hurt anyone. Well, the thing is that Trump being impeached is not really going to uh, make any impact in the long term. But it's something that you can discuss over the dinner table. <laughs> that you can, that that you know, that we can talk about. But the, <laughs> but the the vote is that ultimately we only live. Uh, we got a limited lifespan. Imet Hashem, we'll all live for a long, long time. But eventually, ultimately, the neshama keeps going to Hashem. And the more Torah that you acquired in this world, so then that's what you're going to land up with ultimately. So Trump being impeached is not what you're gonna, is going to help you ultimately. You know, Lamosho, uh, if somebody wanted to, you know, just to give an example that people should understand, you know, if, if, if a person, you know, went on a journey to go buy goods, you know, let's say they went uh, to a foreign country to go buy goods to, that they want to bring into this country. And they went there and all, all they did is they, you know, they watched TV and, uh, you know, instead of buying the goods and then they come back with one or two goods and then, you know, so then when they make a few profits, uh, they didn't make too much profit and, you know, and the wife and the, everybody's upset. Well, you went away for a month or two and you didn't, uh, you didn't make anything. What's going on over here? But I tasted the food and I looked at the sights. Yeah, you looked at the sights. You went sightseeing, you know. So it's the same thing over here. We are all travelers in this world. We are not, you know, it's a limited time. And so, and ultimately, we're going to be back by Hashem, and Hashem's going to say, well, I gave you X amount of time. What did you do with it? You know, did you go buy the goods? These are the goods. The Torah is the goods. Mitzvahs are the goods. There's nothing greater than that. And so, therefore, uh, you know, there's, there's, you know it's, it's hard to find any real reason to do anything but, but, but learn, uh, you know, the Torah, because you're just investing, investing, investing. Um, so I, I certainly would, would recommend it uh, to everyone out there. And, uh, you know, today also, it's never been easier to do uh, Torah and mitzvahs. That's the, that's, that's the, you know, they talk about in the time of the Vilna Gaon, there was only one etrog in the whole of, uh, in the, in the whole of Vilna. You know, today, you know, there's, there's, there's many, right, in every town that, that there's a Jewish community. It's never been easier to do mitzvahs. You want a shiur, it's so easy, just go online, you know, chapashir. You don't know Aramaic, right, because that's one of the big, big uh, stumbling blocks for people that want to try to learn Gomorrah is the, is the language barrier. But Seder, there's a lot, there's, you want to get, you can get the art scroll in English, you can get it in Spanish, French. There's, uh, there's, there's so much out there. You know, it's never been easier to do the the, the Torah and mitzvah. So a, a person has to chaperain. You know, it's uh, I just I, I can't say it enough. But uh, you know, it's just incredible. It was, uh, and it's 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 the thing that uh, can can make a person so happy. So the Hebrew order of David is 115 years old. We are heading on for 116. We have lodges around the world in America, Canada, Israel, England. South Africa, of course, where it was founded in 1904. Uh, we're talking tonight to Rabbi Daniel Brody. We're talking about Daf Yomi. But in the context of the Hebrew Order of David, we're a male fraternity. Of, uh, where a fraternity indicates that it is male. And, uh, of course, it affects, it affects a lot of people. Not that everyone in our organization is, is religious, and that's not a criteria as such. You have to be Jewish, but you don't have to be religious. We don't prescribe in that way. But it's interesting for people to understand what's out there and what is available and how can you can improve your life in some way. Uh, that's what you're really about because we stand against anti-Semitism, assimilation, etc. And I, I think that some education of this nature can really help people to grow and to be better people, you know, learn more about Chesed, uh, learn, learn more about what should be done. Sometimes your instinct tells you, but it may not be the actual way so rabbi give us a little bit of uh guidance it's a it's already now running 30 odd days into the program so one would have to catch up i presume um not that you you're going for the end goal but i, I presume once you're in it you want to reach the finishing line so what the what are the first steps what do you have to know what do you need to know to be able to become involved say i wanted to start tomorrow the first thing that you have to do is to have the right will, the right desire. If you've got a desire to grow, then you're in the game. If you don't have a desire to grow, then it's very, very hard, no matter what you do. You have to have desire. You have to know that I want to achieve something in this world. 
that's going to last me forever and ever. Now, there's no problem that uh, we've been already doing it for 30 days, but don't start from the beginning yet. It's too late now. You'll come back in, and you'll, somehow you'll make up those 30, 30 days. Start tomorrow. On They're going to start a new parak. It actually starts a new chapter tomorrow. The sixth parak of Brochus starts tomorrow. So if you go and you, you buy yourself a, uh, if, you can, if you need the English, you buy yourself an art scroll, go to any decent bookshop, uh, uh, a Jewish bookshop, and buy yourself a Gomorrah Brachot or Brochus, and go to the sixth parak, and you'll start. And it's it's very fascinating. They're going to start talking about what brachot, what blessings do you make? So we ordinarily already know that you make hamotzi on bread, but yet, as I told you, the Torah only tells you that you make a brocha v'achalta v'savata uveirachta. Once you've eaten, you make a brocha afterwards. You make benching. So where did you learn that you're going to have to make a brocha before? The Torah didn't say nothing about a brocha before. So you have to go into the Gomorrah and see where do we know that you make hamotzi. Every night, every Friday night, people make hamotzi. Where did they get this halacha, this dinet, this the law that you make hamotzi? Go tomorrow and you'll find out, you'll go to the, the, the Gomorrah and Brochus, the sixth paragraph. You're going to start from the sixth chapter. Don't worry about the first five chapters. You'll make it up at another time. Because uh, the, the, the only little, you know, the little uh, uh, tricky part of Dafyomi is that if you miss, so it's a little bit like uh, interest on a loan. Okay, it, get, it gets compounded uh, because the pace is, is, is pretty quick, a page a day. So uh, you have to make sure that you're on the day that everybody's doing. Those pages that you missed, don't worry. Just make a note of it and come back to it at some point in your holiday. You, you go quickly and find that cheer and you go and make it up. Do you, do you have to buy the book or can you just do it online? Look, you can do it online, but eventually there's a certain point that um, that that just hearing Torah is uh, may get a touch bland, you know, um, not because the Torah Chasvashalom is bland, but just because you're not engaging with anything. So at least when you've got a book in front of you, so you've got the book to 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 work with. More than that would be to go to Shi'ur. I've always found that if a person wants to grow in his Yiddishkeit in Torah and mitzvahs. So uh, he needs a mentor, he needs a tutor, he needs a, a, a rub of some sort that, can, that he can attach himself to because the Torah was passed down through people. And the Neshoma, the neshoma is, um, it's, it, it, it gets its fuel from Torah mitzvahs, but it's, it gets its fuel also from being connected to people. That's why we all daven in a minion. That's why we learn from other people. You know, every time someone quotes someone else, you know, every time in the Gemara someone quotes something, he always quotes it in the name of someone else who may have said it before, you know, unless it's new, you know, but he's always quoting someone who he, he heard it from his rov and his rov heard it from his rov. So it's important that, um, that one has some connection. The, 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 the best thing to do is to try find a rov or a mentor or someone that you go to a share and then you, you're engaging, you know, and then it becomes more alive. So the more, so it's true, what you, could, you could just listen to the share and, and you'll get through it, but I'm just worried that it, it might get uh, a little bit tedious. And uh, when the more uh, intricate parts of the, the, the Talmud come, so that it becomes a little bit harder. And, then, um, and, and so therefore it would be better to have the, the Gomorrah in front of you and, 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 and even better than that would be to, have, uh, to go to Shi'ur. I would suggest, and uh, you can take me up on it, but I would suggest that if you've got all these amazing HOD places uh, you know, in the different countries, so why not introduce to Shi'ur at each, at each place, at each lodge? Nobody has to come. If they want to come, they can come. They don't have to come. But if you can find someone that will give the shiur at that place, uh, you know, then it would be, first of all, it would be a big honor, for, you know, to, to, that you'd be giving to Hashem. And also it would give uh, the, uh, an, uh, an extra value to the Hebrew order of David because what you're doing is you, you're taking the basis of all of Judaism and you're spreading amongst, uh, you know, the fraternity. So just as a, a side suggestion. <laughs> so we used to have a, before one of our meetings for about 45 minutes, we invited uh, one of the rabbis in the area. Amazing. And we used to provide pizza and we called it a slice of Torah. So a slice <laughs> of pizza. We gave them some pizza. We had a bit of Torah. We had a chat and learned something. And then we went on to our meeting. And it was quite interesting for a time. 
But of course, it was only once a month, and uh, it's not enough in terms of what you're talking about. I don't know how we would, you know, if we could manage to do it at a place, but I'm sure uh, most of the shuls must have these shurim every day. Look, the thing is that that you know, let's say let's let's you know, any 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 place where people are getting together. So if you have even you know a university or if you have any campus, whether it's old or young, so in an old age home. So if there if if there are people there and they want to learn, you know, they want to be exposed to the beauty of Torah. So the best thing to do is bring someone in there. Who can who can teach it? And if it means that he comes in every day, you probably need someone that lives you know nearby. And he comes in and gives a share every day, and you'll get participants. You know the the the, the most beautiful thing about Torah is that the older you get, so the more you can actually connect to it. As as you start feeling you're getting closer to Hashem, <laughs> you better start thinking about things. We laugh about it, but Hashem made it that way. Hashem made it that the body starts to slow down the older you get. Why? Because He's starting to remove you slightly, uh, you know, a little bit more and more from this world, and He's making you more aware of your neshama, of your soul, and bringing you closer to the next world. Now, again, we wish that everybody should have arichas yomim, you know, a long, long life. But ultimately, that is what happens. So I'm saying to you that when, you know, it's very hard to find a 70-year-old that, you know, is still interested in sports cars, you know, going at 200 k's an hour. It's a bit rare. But once he's seen what life is about, he understands, you know, what, what, what ultimately is the end. And therefore, you can find people, no matter how old they are, that, that will start this thing. I know someone that went to the Miryo Shiva at the age of something like 60, and he said, you know, I, I, I'm not sure what to do. So the Rosh Hashiva, Reb Nosson Finkel, told him, well, you've got to have a plan. And he came back a, a couple of days later, and he drew up a plan on how he's going to finish Shas, uh, finish the whole Talmud. Okay, he actually decided to do, uh, you know, only one side of the duff every day. So it was going to take him 14 years. And, you know, 14 years later, he made, he made a sim. Right, he actually made a sim, and he's coined. You know, people call him. He's, he's he's known as the man with the plan, right? So you've got to know that it doesn't matter how old you are. The younger you start, the better, because obviously all the concepts uh, will be fresher um, when you're younger. You know, if you start older, so then like the the Mishnah says that to, it's like going on. It's like writing on older paper, which is uh, you know, which is which is uh, not as clear. But there's no reason not to not not to start then. Uh, on the contrary, as I said, the the, the person becomes more and more neshamadik, and therefore he should certainly. So I would say at every campus, every every university campus should have a, sh- a share like this every day, and it's worth the money because Hashem brings lots and lots and lots of bracha. If you have to pay the guy to give the share, it doesn't make a difference. Hashem brings a lot of bracha because the whole world stands on the Torah, and so therefore, if Hashem says that you are actually making sure that his, that his whole world is actually standing still, so then he'll bring you the bracha to keep doing it. So we, this is the HOD Hour. We're talking to Rabbi Daniel Brody. We're talking about Daf Yomi. We, if you want to participate, send us a telegram at 061-895-1019. You don't have to go to the post office to send the telegram. You can go on your, on your phone and download the app called Telegram. And send it to zero six one eight nine five one zero one nine, or you can SMS us to three four five one nine. I did ask the question earlier: What is a group of rabbonim? I'm giving away a book for the Hebrew Order of David, which is the rabbi's book, which is learn Shabbos in just three minutes a day. So if you send us what you think is the collective noun for rabbonim, uh, you could win a, a book, and the rabbi will decide the best. Uh, the the best collective noun. So I, I think that most people would be daunted by, I mean, unless, you, unless you're steeped in religion and you have this, and of course if you start earlier, it's much better that you start earlier because when you get older, when will you ever use the information? But if you, if you, when you're young, you, you know, all of these things will come about possibly in your lifetime and you'll know what to do with the, with the information or, you know, knowledge is power. So you know, I, I do agree with you that it's a possibility. Uh, I, I don't know the feasibility of being able to put together something on a daily basis. People have work; they're far. You know, distances are far, and that's possibly why the internet is is, is a good option. 
unless you would do this by Skype every day. Uh, something along those lines is worth exploring. Uh, so what advice really to people who really, you know, maybe they don't have the money to buy the book. These books are not cheap. Uh, or maybe they don't have the option, but they do have in connections to internet. Is that an option? Or is it not the option that you... I understand you want us to come and stand at the hotel and and you'll and you'll teach us everything about it and you know we'll we'll take up the day but it's not feasible for most people who work and I, I think that people who work would probably want to spend more time I mean retired people I'm sure already are doing a lot of people that I know who have retired have gone on they they attend shurim I don't know if they attend daily they certainly go often I, I don't know whether they get lunch and that's a that's an attraction. But uh, I, th I think people would be interested in something like this if they knew more about it and how to go about it. Uh, it's something worth considering. There's no Shaila. Look, uh, as I said, your first, your first point is that you have to have the desire. You have to have the desire. Once you made a, make a decision that I want to connect to Hashem's Torah, I want to invest in being close to Hashem and ultimately to have Torah with me forever and ever and ever, um, so then you won't really find so many excuses not to, not to be at the shear. You know, um, you've got, if you just look at your day, you've got 24 hours in a day. So the average person needs to sleep, give or take, for eight hours. Okay, he may have to work for, say, another eight hours, maybe a little bit more. Now there's another six or seven that you can play with. Now you have to eat and you have to dive in as well, so there's a... Uh, but you, there's definitely three, four hours to work with. There's no question that every person, every single day, has three, four hours which uh, you know need to be accountable, yeah, yeah, accounted for at least. And so, therefore, you'll find if you go if you go all over the world, you're going to find that people come to the base medrash, they come come to the shiur, even before shakrit. There are people that wake up at four o'clock in the morning. You get these early birds. Okay, then you get the slightly less early birds well, that come to the share at 7. Other people, then they dive in and then they come. You know, there's a share at, at quarter past 8 in the morning. Then, fine, it could be that the whole day is, uh, is, is involved in work or whatever matters. And then, but there's still a night time and you're only talking 45 minutes or an hour. Now, if that's your desire, you know, if that was a million dollars, I can guarantee you. The queue would be around the you block. Would be, you would sleep there the night before, right? There's no Shaila, a million dollars, no question, okay? And this is much more than a million dollars, right? Because a million dollars not coming with you, you know, at the end of days, okay? A million dollars may or may not help your lifestyle, okay? Not everybody that had a million dollars is much happier afterwards. But when you've got Torah, Torah gives us a, a certain simcha, and, uh, and, and it's the ultimate investment because eventually... It goes with the person. So therefore, this is much, much more. As the Pasuk in Mishlei says, there's a Pasuk that, in Proverbs that says that it's Yakara Himipninim. It is much more, it's much more valuable than any jewel in the whole world, right? And so therefore, a person needs, once you've got the ambition, once you've made the decision, once you've got a goal, and you've decided, this is what I want. Okay, this is what's really important. This is the purpose of life. So then it, you, you, you'll find in that three or four hour slot that you've got somewhere along the line that uh, you'll, put, uh, you'll put effort into it. Now, uh, there's no question that I've seen people have done this. There's no question. I've seen people right, who may have spent their evenings uh, watching this or that. And uh, you know, they thought, no, we're going now 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock. I'm going to a share. You know? Or some people, were, you know, they used to do gym between five and six in the morning. No, I'm going to, and I'm going to share, and they and they reschedule their gym. When it's your ambition, when that's your decision, right, and when you value it, right, as if it was money, so then there's no shyler that you'll find. There's no question that you'll find. You'll find the time. Is this confined to men only? The Talmud is open to 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 all Yidden. No, it's not only confined to men. The the there is a big discussion in the Poiskim in the Rambam. Uh, the Gomorrah in, 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 in Soita and the Rambam brings it, that is not always essential, it's not always uh, ideal for uh, women to, to, to learn the Talmud, and it gives a few reasons why. Okay, um, we understand the, 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 the inner workings, um, you know, we, we understand what we see in the Talmud, but we don't always understand the inner, inner, um, far, 
what we call the premiers, the inside of every single halacha, um, you know, of the of the Talmud. And so when Chazal, when the when the when the sages say that maybe it's not the most ideal for uh, for ladies to 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 learn it, so there there are certain ideas behind it. And to be honest, having been through the whole Talmud, uh, you know. I'd, I think that there would be other things that that women would 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 enjoy more learning than than the Talmud. Um, just you know, Hashem did make men and women differently, and there's a reason, I suppose, why Chazal understood that the the Talmud was you know focused for men. It doesn't mean that women can't learn Midrashim. I got to just while we're on that topic, you should know there's a lot of Torah that women need to learn, you know, before they learn the Talmud. You know, uh, they need to keep Shabbos, they need to keep Brochas, they need to keep uh, the Alochas of, uh, of uh, Pesach and all the Chagim. There is a lot of Torah. There's, they need to keep all the uh, Alochas of Loshon Hora, of meat and milk. Uh, there's enough to keep people busy before they hit the Talmud, uh, you know, if, if, if that's not what they were fully commanded in. But in saying that, uh, you know, it's, 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 uh, it is mainly focused for, for, for men. You know, that's the... That the, the Gemara says that, and the Rambam paskins that. Um, but as I say, there's a, a world of Torah out there for 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 the ladies, and uh, and uh, and and on the contrary, the the, the pasuk says Chochmateha Banta Beta. It says that the with her wisdom builds the house, and the simple uh, pshat, the simple meaning of this is that the the chokhmah, the wisdom of a woman. Builds her home, and if she's got a certain chokhmah, if she's got a certain wisdom, she knows how to uh, build her home. So then, it actually strengthens the whole home. But the the midrash says that no, it's not just talk about a woman; it's talk about the Torah. The Torah builds a home because ultimately, we all eventually get to Elam Abo. We all go back to Hashem, and we'll have a house up there. And Hashem's going to come and visit us, and He's going to teach us all the Torah that we learned in this world that we never fully understood. But if you never got involved in the Torah, then He won't come and teach you. So you have to get involved in this world. But there's one important point. You see that the Torah, that the Apostle is saying that it's a woman that builds a home, and it's the Torah that builds the home. And it could be that what really is going on here is that if the woman helps the men in her house uh, learn this Torah and um, get involved in the Talmud, she will see huge benefits. I can tell you, you can ask my wife, uh, she was perhaps, if not happier than, than even I was at the time that we made the serum because she has seen that, that it's a real investment. I was tempted to ask you to come along tonight, but then I thought maybe you wanted to have the show to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but on that, on that score, Rabbi Daniel Brody will be at the HRD Center on Tuesday, that's the 11th, at 8 o'clock, come along. The charge is 70 rand. It's for charity. We, we, we have various charities that we support. And we also, Rabbi, we'll, we'll be selling your book, uh, which is uh, Learn Shabbos on three minutes, uh, just three minutes a day. And I'm sure Rabbi will be only too happy to sign your copy. Sure. And uh, it will become a museum piece. And but it shouldn't be a museum piece because you should open it every day. No, it should be. It should be worked on every day. It's not a shelf <laughs> should, book. Should become tattered and yes, worn should, and for sure. So on. So yes, that's the plan. Uh, we also have a plan. I'm staying with the plan. Very good. And uh, Rabbi, so in the last few minutes, just tell us where you're going. I mean, first of all, let me just say this: you, I enjoy your enthusiasm. That's one of the reasons why I keep bringing you back. Enjoy your, your enthusiasm. You really have a, the common touch, you know, to talk about these things. But you have a passion which is really enjoyable to, to engage. And thank you for coming on the show. But before you leave, just give us a bit of background to Rabbi Brody. On, you know, you don't have to talk about your family too much if you don't want to. But uh, just tell us a little bit about you, where you're going, what's the next book. I know you've written a couple, but tell us a bit more. Look, the first thing is that uh, um, I, I've got a lot of gratitude uh, to my parents, uh, who are uh, who are just very special and uh, really guided me uh, in everything. And um, in terms of what I've done, uh, I, I, I certainly haven't done not nearly what uh, um, uh, I, I need to do. Uh, there's, uh, you know, the Amalocha Maruba, the Mishnah says, the, the, there's a lot of work to do. So and there's man katsare and the, the so time is short. So much to do and so little time. So little time, <laughs> right? So, but um, no, uh, look, I, I I grew up here and I went to and, and I went to university after school and I qualified as a as a, as a CA, 
And then I went to yeshiva and um, I just, uh, I had to learn how to learn, you know, I had to take baby steps. I, I actually used to, I had to grind my teeth on some of the words uh, in the Talmud. And, um, but, and I realized that I needed quite a bit of time. And, but the more that I learned, the more, you know, the more beautiful the whole, the whole, the Talmud appeared to me. And uh, I've just gone further and further into it. And, and I just thank Hashem every single day for that privilege. And in the meantime, yeah, I send out an email every single day to uh, a good couple of hundred people on, on a certain halachas. And uh, through that, we've actually managed to, yeah, to, to build a few books. The Shabbos book is now in its fifth print. So that's in uh, you know, pretty much every single continent. And uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've written on Loshon Hora, on the halachas of Yichud, and on, um, on Toivin and Kalim. And now we're in the middle of uh, the halachas of blessings, of brochas. Um, and also inspirational things. You know, every time before Pesach, I, I put out uh, stuff on our Goda. So, how do we get? The, how do we get to that? Is there a website? Is there a uh, email uh, that we can send? Uh, I have or to. Da, oh yeah, are you are you full now? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I have to admit, I have to admit my sins. I don't have a website, but you can always contact me on my email, which is Danny Brody D A N N Y B R A U D E at Gmail. That's d a n n y b r a u d e at gmail, and um, and I'm you know more than happy to to connect and uh, to send you the email and uh, and also to perhaps start a, a Skype uh, a learning session or whatever you would like. Stan, I want to thank you very much for having me, and uh, on Tuesday night we'll uh, we'll we'll talk to you again. And I'm so happy that you were able to come in. I want to thank Tabo for his assistance, and uh, thank you for listening and. Grab the book, learn Shabbos on three minutes a day. There's one day left. And good Shabbos to everyone. Be prepared. Good night. The global art market has outperformed most stocks and equities over the last 20 years. Invest in art. Aspire Art Auctions brings together collections of world-class museum-quality fine art for sale in Johannesburg and Cape Town and hosts online auctions on our website or app. Have your art valued or start your own collection. Go to aspireart.net. Aspire Art Auctions. Fine art. Quality. Collecting for the future.